0: Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. This is where we chat about filling you up on Jesus so that you can go out and pour out and serve and love your people. So we are working on recordings from Mom's Night in October. And this recording here today is called Fostering Friendships. It features Kelly Nussbaum and Gina Sidlinger. And Tony Studer is asking the
1: questions. So enjoy.
2: So we have Gina and Kelly. And I'm going to just go ahead and this is on fostering friendships is what we're talking about. Um, So, Gina, why don't you go first? I'm going to have them, you guys introduce yourselves. How many kids? um, Share
1: a little bit about your husband's. Okay. Go ahead. So I have three kids. Um, my oldest is um, 20, and he been, he just got married last month. Um, my 18-year-old um, is Ty, and he's graduated. He's working full time on a construction crew. And Hallie is here tonight. Um, she's helping to serve soup, and um, she's 13, eighth grade. Oh, and I've been married to Steve for 24 years. And um, I'll share about him a little bit later. And I'm Kelly Nussbaum.
0: Um, Five kids. Our oldest is 14, almost 15. And our youngest is five. Um, We have two boys, two girls, and a boy. Um, Yeah, what else? Uh, your husband? And my husband is Jeremy Nussbaum, and he is a uh, mental health counselor that works in Akron Public Schools.
2: Okay. Okay, so first question, what is one thing that you do to keep that friendship with your husband strong?
1: You,
2: uh, Kelly, you want to go first this time? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Not really. <but laughs> no. Um,
0: I'd say for us, um, something that just kind of naturally happened for us is we try to serve together. Um, So one of the things that we've done is like helping out at Bible school, taking a group of kids by ourselves or whatever, like one age group. Um, It's really fun just to kind of be together outside of mom and dad situation. And, um, but then also serving in other areas in the church is always really good for us. Um, It helps us to just have a common goal I think, and maybe something to talk about other than kids. I think my husband gets a little tired of the homeschool conversations that i like to have. Um, So it gives us something else to talk about, um, but also it gives us a chance to kind of um, grow in our giftings. And so it gives me an opportunity to encourage him in his strengths that maybe don't always get seen at home, um, or he's not as confident about maybe. Um, And same for me, I think it's really good for me to have him just sharing with me different things he notices are just good for us to serve other people
1: I think I think one of the best things that um, we did to help our marriage and our friendship is um, one day at work he was asked to take a personality test and he was like oh great you know but he he actually did that and it actually um, helped our marriage a lot he learned um, more about himself and he also learned about my weird self (laughs) uh, weird because I'm so opposite of that he's like you know he's like type a personality if you know what that is and I'm the complete opposite and so he's the type that likes to make quick decisions he likes to talk things out right away and I like to think about things. And so after doing the uh, personality test and going through that class of learning all the different personalities, um, he started to appreciate my, um, my personality and seeing um, that I am of value in our marriage. And um, so when we talk about things, he knows that we might have to talk about it again tomorrow after I've had done think <laughs> about it. He's actually okay with that and uh, likes that. So, um, let's see, I had one other thing. Oh, okay. Um, the verse in your book, Therefore, God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive us. The Lord forgave you. And overall, these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So, you know, we already have one out of the nest and about the time they hit, I don't know, high school, things started getting a lot busier. Um, I became more like a chauffeur running everybody around and I realized that my kids were not going to be at home with us forever and one day it would just be Steve and I and um, so I became more intentional about... Um, not waking up one morning to a stranger. And so one of the, or some of the things I like to do um, is just to show those virtues that I read about in the verse. Um, intentionally showing kindness every day. Um, so sometimes I will just help him with the project that he's working on, whether it's holding a tape measure, or, or a song award or you know, whatever. It's um, me being intentional about helping him. That's actually an act of service. Um, sometimes I like to affirm him with my words, which I think he likes that. Um, I asked if he if he feels love when I, you know, affirm him, and he's like, "Well, I don't know, but I think he likes it." <laughs> So I do that sometimes. Um, So sometimes I'll just say, thank you for marrying me, or you're the best decision that, or the second best decision I made. Um, Or a lot of times he is like really good with the kids. And so then I'll just affirm him in that. I know he doesn't like to be alone. So sometimes I'll just go out in the shop where he's working and I'll just sit and we'll just, you know, I'm just there. Um, And then, and that's quality time. And then the physical touch, sometimes I just, um, well, we always pray, when we pray, we hold hands. And um, sometimes I hold his hand before I go to sleep. And then we also have this little, like when we're holding hands, we just squeeze, Each other's hands twice, and that means love you. So that's something simply you can do, um, like in church or in some some meeting where you can't talk, you can still tell your husband that you love him. Um, So, yeah, I guess just being intentional about um, learning who your husband really is and then being intentional about loving him.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, Okay, so next question. Is about friends. So, what would you say to the mom who is struggling with her marriage? What is one thing that you, or what is one little thing that she could do?
1: So, the mom who's struggling who wants to go first. You want to go first? Okay. So, if you are struggling in your marriage, um, when I got married to Steve, he was not saved. Um, he he prayed the prayer, asked Jesus into his heart, he was baptized, um, we went to church, we prayed together, uh, he read his Bible, but on the inside, he still struggled with the sin of pornography. And I say that openly, he does too, so I'm not saying anything behind his back. And so he wondered why he didn't feel different in, on the inside and why he couldn't beat that sin and so he started questioning well if this is if this is how it's going to be why should I follow God um, and so he went on a journey of seeking God and he really just got in to that good book and read and read and read and um, in that process God showed himself real and he saved him and his struggle with pornography ended. And so that is also when our friendship became real and good. Um, So I would say, if you are wondering if your husband is saved, like really saved, um, if he's following Jesus, um, find yourself a couple friends and pray for him. Pray for his salvation. Um, Pray for your marriage. And I have something else. maybe you've done that already and things aren't changing, then I would say, um,
2: you know, when I got married,
1: I thought, I love I love this guy, we're gonna be blissfully happy until the day we die. And um, when he made me cry twice on my honeymoon, it should have been a wake up call. <laughs> um, I, I learned to trust God. And I learned to trust Him with my feelings, my my problems. Um, sometimes I would take things to the Lord that Steve wanted to make a decision on before he was saved, and I was like, "That is that is a horrible decision." Mm-hmm. And um, so I take it to the Lord, and I would get my peace. And sometimes He would change the situation, and sometimes he would just change me. Um, either way, I won, because I could still have in the Lord um, through the bad decision. <laughs> um, so I would say to the mom who is struggling, maybe don't look at your marriage as I have to be blissfully happy. Maybe it's God wants to use your marriage to make you holy. Um that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I write notes? <laughs> um, sorry.
0: got to get my mind. Okay. So I would say my um, suggestion would be evaluate how you are treating your husband. Um, I think I can look back to the early years of marriage and carry even hit on it. Just like I undermined him a lot. And it came to a point where I wondered, you know, is my husband ever going to lead, lead our family? I just want him to lead us. And it was some, I don't know, WCRF thing came on the radio and just smacked me in the face and was pretty much like, well, are you letting him lead? And no, I was not letting him lead. I had just completely deflated him with everything I was doing and saying. And so a friend of mine has been talking about love and respect in marriage and how women want to be loved and men want to be respected. And it's just a great reminder that you know we <laughs> think so differently than our husbands, um, and uh, when we respect them, it means the world to them. Um, I listened to a podcast last week by Doug Wilson, and he was talking about how um, you know you can know what a hamburger tastes like and still be starving, and like the same is true for us, right? We can say like, I know my husband loves me but you can still be starved for his affection, right? And so then for him, he might know that I respect him, but have I really made that clear to him lately? Um, So I guess I would start there, just evaluate first yourself and go
2: from there. Okay, good. Uh, What about mom friends? How do you find them and how do you keep them? Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Um... So I guess for me personally,
0: um, as a believer, being a part of the body, um, you know, it's my responsibility to be invested and engaged in the body and, um, you know, none of us would come across the hand and say, wow, that is very lively and active, <laughs> like when it's severed from a body, like it's a, it's a dead hand, right? Sorry for the graphic imagery, <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? But when that hand is connected to the body, there's life, right? And so the same is true for us, I think, for me especially. um, You know, when I wasn't invested in the body or engaged with the people that I go to church with, um, or even if you aren't in the church right now with other believers, wherever you are, you should be connected to a church or a group of believers. And um, for me, that was huge. That was where the friendships came, is investing in other people that also loved Christ
1: like I did. Um, so let's see. Mm-hmm. OK, so I would say to just be praying for friends. Um, my kids, they have in the past struggled with friends. And I said, let's pray for friends. And it was amazing. Not too long, much longer after that, they each had a friend. And so I would say that, pray for a friend, God knows, and then be open to events like tonight where you can meet new people um, and then be vulnerable and be willing to share um, deeply with people because we can all talk about the weather and then we go home feeling the same, but if you share deeply, if you share um, what you believe about God or you know, share your struggles, it will bind you together with people, give you good friends.
2: Okay, and this is the last question. What would you say to the mom who doesn't feel like she has any friends? What is one little step that she could take?
1: (laughs) I think I said that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I have nothing else
0: to add. Just trying to just add. Yeah, okay, do you you
1: have anything to add? Um, I think I would
0: say like, Skipped a question. Did we? <laughs> but that's okay. Okay. I, I'm I'm happy to skip skip. To that. Okay. Um. So, uh, I, I would say I guess one of the things I wanted to say, whether it answers your question or not, was um to look outside yourself and to look outside the box, which is kind of the notes there. But um, like I think all of us at some point in our lives have been in a situation where we feel like the lonely person in the room, where it feels like everybody else has these connections and I don't have a friendship like that. Um, I think the first step to take is look outside yourself um, and look around and if you really take stock of a room, you know, like very often there's a couple of loud people who are very type A personalities that are super connected and there's a lot of people just kind of watching you know and when you really stop and look you're not alone you're not the only one in the room it's not like you're in a room full of type a and you're type f i mean it's just (laughs) there's a lot of other f's out there okay like just gotta open your eyes and look i think sometimes we're just so like uh, you know that we don't even notice that other people in the room are feeling the same exact way that we are um so i would say first look outside yourself and notice other people um and then take the awkward step and go over and introduce yourself It feels a lot better than sitting there feeling lonely. I mean, it's a different feeling, but um, (laughs) yeah. So I would say look outside yourself and then look outside the box for people. Like, um, you know, as homeschoolers, we talk all the time about like our kids shouldn't be like in a room with the exact same age kids with the exact same like maturity level. That's just not healthy. But then like, do we do the same thing? Are we looking for friends that look exactly like us have the exact same maturity level as us? Like well, okay. So let's take our own advice. Um, my best friend for the last 14 years is 50 years older than me, and uh, it just happened by. My grandma was widowed young, and I had uh, young babies, and I really didn't have a close relationship with her at all. But I read the scripture that says to take care of the orphans and the widows, and I said, "Okay, Lord, let's do this," and we just like absorbed her into our lives three, four times a week, whatever we were doing, she was there. And um, it just became a beautiful, beautiful friendship over the years. What started as me with four kids, five and under, saying, I just need to go in the store and grab a gallon of milk. but I only have two hands. I got four kids. How does this work? Can you sit in the car, please? And just, whatever happens, just keep the doors locked. (laughs) I just need a gallon of milk. And she'd come out the kids are all happy because she sugared them up. (laughs) It was fine, it was fine. Um, So it went from that to then, you know, she got to the point where she couldn't drive. So our little trips were such a blessing to her to go to the grocery store with us. And I mean, and to the point where she got dementia mention it was like, grandma, don't take the kids to the parking lot yet. <laughs> like you're gonna like, ah. I I had a fifth kid and then I had a fifth kid and it was like having six kids. <laughs> but it was such a blessing. And my kids growing with her too and having that relationship and having um, just seeing that you can love people through difficult things and visiting them in the nursing home, my kids would bust their tails off to get done with school by lunch so we could go to the nursing home and see grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually hugely motivational for all of us. Um, and so just look outside the box. Surely there's somebody who has been a mom, maybe it's been 50 years since she rocked the newborn, but she still was a mom. And there's a lot of great advice you can get from them too. And chances are, she's probably lonely too. So.
2: Yeah. That's good. Did you, either of you have anything else to add? Because I don't even know which question. No, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. It's <That's> good. Everyone's <laughs> it <was> nice. <laughs> appreciate it.